0: New year, new Suns. let's go. Let's put 2022 behind us, okay? The team was 5-11 and in 2022, or in December of 2022. We need to get past that, but you know what? You go to the Big Apple, you got two days off, Matthew. You know that this team was going to come out fresh, come out crisp, and play up to the expectations that are Madison Square Garden, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. New year, same Suns.
1: <laughs> That's about it. It was disappointing, dude. What a fucking waste of time. I'm kind of just, I'm <laughs> dreading. I'm honestly, I'm dreading watching the Suns right now. I kind of get up. I'm like, let's see, let's see if Aiden can take us to the next level or until Booker gets back. I'm just looking forward to certain things. But then as soon as the game starts and you're down 12 to four again, I'm just like, what is the point of watching this shit? Cause they're not coming back.
0: Well, it's not even the fact that they were 12 of four. It was, It just continued to snowball upon itself. Like I've seen 12-4. to We've seen that a few times with the Phoenix Suns. They'll go down 8 points. They'll go down 10, maybe even 15 points in that first quarter. And then they, over time, claw themselves back. It was really the second quarter. And for those of you who didn't watch the game, good for you. I hope you had a productive Monday. I hope you were working. And you're like, you know what? I'll I'll deal with that shit when I come home. Maybe I'll come up with the jam session guys and see what they have to say. The Suns shot like 17%. From the from the uh, the the three point line in the first half, they shot like twenty two percent in the first half from the field. It was just it was unbelievable. the The second half or the second quarter, they gave up an eighteen to zero run, and that's when I was just like, "Oh, cool, cool, glad to be covering this one for Brightside. This is gonna be fun." So I just I just vented. If, If you're bored, go read that or just watch this.
1: Either way. Either way,
0: fun. (laughs) (laughs) We appreciate you guys hanging out with us. So, uh, I don't know if there's even plenty to talk about on this edition of the Suns Jam Session podcast. We'll see what happens. Uh, Thank you for hanging out with us. If you're hanging out with us on this Monday afternoon after the Suns score a season low 83 points in the Garden against the Knicks, yay, Suns. So, make sure you subscribe, rate, review, or don't. I don't care. I'll tell you this I told everyone last podcast don't give us any five star reviews. Fuck it, we got two new ones, so we'll be reading those at the end of the pod. Thank you for giving us those five star reviews. Uh, do Playing whatever, hard you to want. Get, huh? Playing hard to <laughs> yeah. get, huh? Yeah, don't you don't you threaten me with a review? Uh, but I'm gonna be popping open this Hus Brewing Scottsdale Blonde. Let's start some day drinking, Matthew, because you know what, this is depressing. Uh, new Year, same sons. Pop them if you got them, sons fans. Let's talk about this this interesting little game that happened on a Monday afternoon in New York. play like dog shit in new york but you know what matthew we're going to be joined by someone who's live in the garden give it up for so says jay ladies and gentlemen
2: what's up boys you poor guy
0: you poor guy
2: you know the garden is a fantastic experience i'll say i'll say that much that's all
0: (laughs) season low for the suns man
2: oh i'm getting kicked out hold on sorry (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's, the Garden is amazing. It's a great place to watch a game. Get out of here!
2: That, that's well, well, to be fair, you know, here, you guys want to see a look. Uh, see? Oh, it's beautiful. It, it really it really is. I mean, it's a phenomenal experience. Yeah, the Suns play like absolute dog shit. I mean, my God. I, I don't know what else to say besides Well, that,
0: I mean, right? Justin from Fan of the Flames has joined us live from the Garden. You were down there. You were close to the Suns bench. Did you hear anything? Did they have any adjustments? What did Monty do in this game?
2: Uh, he looked he looked ejected a lot. Um I, honestly the body language on the bench didn't look that great. They they looked like they looked like they came out, got blitzkrieged at the beginning of an early start, and we're just like, Meh, let's uh let's get it get through this game just time wise. <laughs> but nothing 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 but nothing effort wise. I mean, and shots just weren't falling. I mean, at the end of the day, what do we end up shooting like? 20 something percent from three low 20s they shot 40 something we shot what 30 percent overall maybe it was it was not a great way to start 2023 i think we can all agree on that
1: what were the comments from the fans out there
2: you know <laughs> this lady sitting next to me uh she she leaned over about halfway through the second quarter and just goes i'm sorry about your sons um <laughs> Other than that, man, like everyone's been really uh, super cordial. I probably helped that you know they came out and took an immediate lead, and I said very little throughout that entire game. Um, there were four unruly fans sitting in front of us right at the beginning. Like during warmup, started heckling CT, and and Garden security came over right off the bat and told them to calm down. Um, and they and they did. They were they were they were inebriated, you know. But hey. Young kids having a good time, I'm sure I would have been like that at some point in my life. Um, But the experience as a whole, again, it's great. I mean, fans were a little little subdued. You know, okay, hold on. I I will say one thing. Julius Randle getting MVP chance when he's on like a (laughs) 6-for-16 game. I mean, come on. That that seems a bit much. I, I, I did hear this dude behind me constantly saying how the Suns can't do anything without Devin Booker, which is fair. Um, but then they also started talking about how DA got like the Suns has got a crazy trade offer for, for DA for Tyler Halliburton and all this stuff. I'm like, I thought about correcting them, but you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna stay in my lane here, um, wear my son's hat and maintain my, my silence, which I think was the, the wise choice. And in fact, one of the guys behind me fell asleep. I shit you not, fell asleep during the game.
0: It was a sleeper of a game. Was,
2: yeah, I mean, I guess can we really blame them all that much. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think we can. Well, Justin, we appreciate you hanging out and been popping in real quick to say what's up from the garden. Sounds Absolutely. like you're enjoying your time out there in NYC, right?
2: You know, it's been it's been a blast. Uh, hung out, watched some uh, football with Bloom and Flex yesterday, and just been doing a lot of wandering. Have not gotten myself in any trouble. Only ended up in like one part of town i probably shouldn't have been in and then made my recognize it pretty quickly and made my way out so i'd say overall it's been a positive trip yes have you had
0: some pizza oh
2: of course i've had pizza so here's what you need to do bodega food all sorts of fun stuff so here which here's what you need to do getting yelled at again
0: okay okay uh go go over to eighth avenue and uh west 31st which is just like my hotel well, it's it's right outside the garden. It's on like the south yeah. west corner of the garden, across the street, Caddy Corner. There's some good pizza. You walk in, they just start yelling at you. They go, "What the fuck do you want?" And you're like, eh, "Some pizza, please." <laughs> They're like, "Yeah, no shit. You want a slice? You want a pie? Go enjoy it. It's good pizza." I
2: can't wait to get yelled at. That sounds fantastic. I look forward oh. to that. I, I left Phoenix to avoid getting yelled at.
0: <laughs> All right, brother. We'll have a All good right, one. We'll see you when you're back in this. Phoenix.
2: Sounds good, fellas. Have a great show, boys. Thank Take you. Care.
0: See you. Well, there you go. So says Jay, live from the garden. Poor guy shows up there, sees the Phoenix Suns lose 102 to 83. Ooh, look at those new graphics you got, Matthew. Those are clean. Yeah, so this is the final,
1: this is the final time. All right. I had to make them more clean. And then like the thing I always had with the um the logos, what size should they be? They were always different. So I'm like, all right, let's just find a way to make it all even.
0: So this should be it. This is it. Dude, that is so sexy, so clean. Which brings me to my first question. Matthew, I got to ask. Matthew, any New Year's resolutions?
1: No, you know, I don't believe in that stuff. I feel like if you're going to change, just do it right now. Just do it right now. Don't wait till the new year. There, you know what? A new year, though, you do wake up. You're like, there's some things I want to change. But if you're going to wait till the new year, to like, hey, I'm going to work out. Hey, I'm going to do this, this and that. No, you just do it then. Don't wait a couple weeks for the new year. Just just start. Um, so, so I don't, I haven't had one of those in a while.
0: So a what backup first question. No, same thing. Uh, uh, so the backup first question, what was the first meal that you ate in 2023?
1: First meal. Uh, can I talk about my last meal? Sure. My last meal was. Of 2022? Elmer's. Yeah, 2022.
0: Yeah, you bastard. you
1: had Woo! Dude, I had a bean and cheese. I had a large strips and I had oh. uh, many chimneys. The best meal I've had all year long. I, I'm almost like a little, little emotional over we you talking about it. But the first meal I had was, let me think. It was actually a, um, oh, it's, it's just, it was chicken and sweet potatoes. <laughs> mm. <laughs> what Ooh. did you have? <laughs> well, I, first
0: good. off, for those of you who don't know what Elmer's is, down in Chandler, I think they're off Chandler Boulevard, right?
1: Yeah, right, right across the street from Chandler High School.
0: Yeah, they have a place called Elmer's. They have the best Mexican food, the best strips, which is like, mm-hmm. Uh, tortilla strips or tortilla chips with beans and cheese. They're hot sauce. Oh, yeah, you're lucky you had that. My, My first meal of the year, it's almost like a tradition. I get Taco Bell because fuck Cause resolutions the commercials. No, the fucking commercials dude. No, because i know no one's gonna be in line because everyone's like new year new me i'm like hell yeah man i'm gonna go get a <laughs> yeah. burrito i'm five in yourself yeah <laughs> you know, so yeah uh that's how that's how good this this Suns game was folks so we're just gonna sit here and talk about our, what we ate instead those commercials
1: uh, though it's non-stop every every break there's a taco bell commercial on the app so i don't know if you notice <laughs> that on your tv but the app that i watch the games oh, from it's just that's all no. you see
0: no, okay. I don't see a bunch. We don't. We don't. I get the same. I don't know about you, but I feel good. And then the just a lady, and then a lady crying. <sighs> <sighs> They're like, "This is healthcare." Okay. You're like, "Oh, this is depressing, is what it <laughs> is." So I'll tell you what was depressing, though, Jamsters was watching this Phoenix Suns team oh, play, yeah. and I don't know where to start. I really don't. Uh, we talk about it. On the last podcast, I've talked about it multiple on multiple podcasts this season. Like, part of me really wants to say, Hey, this is a Monty issue because Monty Williams is not getting this team prepared. This Monty Williams is not getting this team just re- ready to play basketball. And I, it, it's frustrating. And I have a challenge with that, you know. But at the same time, like, you have to understand that the Suns are going through it right now. And I see it everywhere. And this is something that's – it's almost kind of shocking to me, Matthew. I want to get your kind of point of view on this. It's almost shocking to me how this fan base handles losing. Because we lost all the time for 10 years. Like, you think we'd know to lose and just be like, you know what? Like, okay, this sucks, but we have to be optimistic, right? Like, all of a sudden, this team is losing again. They're struggling. They're 20-18. and Okay, there's the seventh seed in the Western Conference – uh, I believe five games back or six games back of the first overall spot, you know, a team that was in the first overall spot a month ago is now five games out of number one. And ev- everyone thinks that James Jones needs to go. Cause he hasn't made a move yet. Everyone thinks that Monty Williams needs to go because this team can't shoot in the first quarter. And I just think back to how Devin Booker in like the first five years of his career had five different head coaches and how the tumultuous culture that we had is at for this team, and how this was not a free agent destination, and all these things that we had to suffer through as Suns fans, hoping that we would be in a moment like this where we had stability in the front office and from a coaching standpoint. And the Phoenix Suns go through one run, the one rough month, their first rough month in like two and a half seasons, and the walls of Jericho come tumbling down. What are your thoughts on that? It, it's very hard to watch.
1: Um, there's one thing, though, where you just have to look forward to Booker coming back. We have a lot more to look forward to than back then where you just didn't know where the, what the direction of this franchise was going Uh, when you had Bender and you had Chris and you had Josh Jackson, those were dark days right now. It's super, super dark, but you know, Booker's coming back, you know, Cameron Johnson's coming back, you know, there's going to be a move, you know, we have a new owner. So there's Mm -hmm. a lot that we know that's going to happen for sure. Like there's going to be hopefully a trade. If not, then we have this team that's going to be healthy. They're probably not a contender, but they're going to win some games. They're going to get in the playoffs. They're going to be a top six seed for sure. That's something to look forward to. I think, I don't think it, it can't be Monty's fault. Can't be James Jones fault. They put us in a situation where two great seasons back to back. Now we just know what to expect. So I think it's very difficult. It's kind of like being a Patriots fan, right? You hear Bill Simmons all the time. Anytime they have a bad season or anytime that they're actually losing, it's like, but they're still going to, they might still make the playoffs.
2: Mm-hmm. Just, you, yeah
1: you expect Super Bowls, you expect the championships and we don't have it. You're just like, wow, this fucking sucks. Now I know what it feels like to feel like everybody else. Yeah. We are feeling like everybody else. We're feeling like a lot of these teams in the subreddit where we're just not looking forward to a whole lot. We're just kind of just cruising through these games. You want players to step up, but you have to realize like, these aren't the players are going to get us to the championship. You know, that one's coming back for sure, but we do know that we do need some help for sure. I think.
0: Yeah, and I I guess the way that I look at it is how so many of these same fans and members of this fan base reacted last postseason when the the wheels fell apart for the Phoenix Suns in the postseason. And everybody was saying the same thing. The regular season doesn't matter. 64 wins doesn't fucking matter. So here we are going through it, taking our lumps, not peaking early, right? Like we're not like the Philadelphia Eagles, a team that peaks early. We're not like the Phoenix Suns of last year, a team that clearly peaked early. We're going through something that, like, the Golden State Warriors went through last year. Remember? They were banged up. They were beat up. They were without Draymond for months at a time. Steph Curry was hurt. Clay was trying to come back. All these different factors were against them. Their fan base was losing their mind, probably much more uh, justifiably so than we should have been because we've never won shit. And <laughs> yeah. And then it all kind of came together right before the postseason and then they march through the postseason like I get it's January 2nd like we need to take a breath here and not try to gut the front office in an effort to rectify a temporary problem like you're trying to take a permanent solution to a temporary problem the problem is we're without Devin Booker without 27.1 points per game we're without the guy who consistently leads this team in in first quarter scoring and not just this team he's one of the top five top players in the nba in first quarter scoring so guess what yeah without him we have an identity crisis in that first quarter but it doesn't mean that james jones needs to be fired because he hadn't made a move yet you know because these same people it's like okay james jones does make a move because everyone's like fucking we need to do something with jay crowder we need to do it now we need this we need that we need this and we get some boneheaded asset in return and then it's just like well but you made the move, just not the right one. It's just like, dude, like these people will never be happy, probably myself included. <laughs> no, we're not gonna be happy right now. But like James
1: Jones is playing chess, not checkers. You keep seeing that over Twitter, and it's totally true. You just have to wait it out, and it's very painful to watch these games because you know, like, there's still a chance against this Knicks team where you're down by 20, you're down by 23, you still can make a run to get back in it, um, late in the third or early in the fourth. But this team's just not built for that right now. They they had two two guys come back and sham it in pain. Now they have to work themselves back into yes. it. Now it's like, who the fuck are you starting? So there's always gonna be questions going into every game. There's always gonna be injuries. This 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 whole season is chaos. But do you remember, like you said earlier, last season didn't matter. Getting in the tournament matters. Just remember the Lakers. The Lakers are like, well, just you. If they make the playoffs, eight seed, they still have a chance to win a championship. Think of that with the Suns. We're contenders. I don't know if it's enough right now. But if we just place ourselves there, we have a chance, and I think that's all we can ask for this season, unless there's a different direction they go. If you're going to get rid of, which is insane, we're not getting rid of James Jones or Monty Williams for years. We're going to have these guys for a while, and they're going to go through rough stretches, and you just got to support them because you know right now they're just not getting the most out of these players, but everyone's just kind of going through it right now. So let's just see how this kind of unfolds, and I think it's going to go in a better direction than what we think right now.
0: Well, and we know that what this team is right now, as constructed, even with Devin Booker healthy and Cameron Johnson healthy, is most likely not a championship-level team. There's things that need to happen in order for this team to get there. There needs to be an increase in touches and usage rate and shot attempts for DeAndre Ayton. And again, this next month is an opportunity for that to happen. A move needs to happen because you have Jay Crowder, who is your starting power, uh, power forward over the last two seasons, is not playing. Okay, That's money and an asset that currently isn't on the roster, okay? It's like losing somebody for the entire season uh, from a medical issue. It's the same thing. So we know as constructed that this team isn't a a championship contender, and this team is also incomplete right now. So, again, like, I'm just like the rest of the Suns fans. Watching this game sucked. Watching them go to New York after having two days rest, uh, going against a team that's 19 and 18, very schizophrenic, Watching this, this version of the Phoenix Suns come out and play was frustrating. You want to see them hit shots. You know, it's like, here's the here's the other side of that. It's like, it's not like they were struggling to hit shots because the defense of the Knicks was, was so prevalent. They, they, they were wide open. They were just missing. They were clanking everything. I mean, you take a look at the first quarter alone, and DeAndre Ayton uh, was three of six from the field in the first quarter for the Phoenix Suns. The rest of the team was two of 16. You know, I mean, the team shot 22.7% in the first and 10% from beyond the arc. They're one of 10. They scored 11 points in the first quarter, you know? And that's (laughs) like a season low. They've scored 15 (laughs) points twice in a quarter this season, 11 points. And even on the other side of that, they'd only given up 23 because the Knicks shot eight of 21 from the field and three of nine from beyond the arc. So it's like they were completely out of it after the first but you go into the second quarter, and then they continue the shitty shooting. They were forty five percent. They were nine of twenty from the field, two of seven from beyond the arc. Meanwhile, the Knicks go for eleven of nineteen, which is fifty seven point nine percent. The team hit, I think, like ten of their first ten shots, or eleven of their first eleven shots, right? And they outscore the Phoenix Suns thirty one to twenty. Went on an eighteen row in the middle run in the middle of that, and you know. There's essentially your ball game. I mean, it's 54 to 31 at halftime. Yes, 31 points by the Phoenix Suns at halftime. And it's just like, you know what? That's what you get. You got Cameron Payne coming back, as you mentioned, Matthew. You have Landry Shamit coming back. It's not 2K. It's not like when the guy comes off the injury report and all of a sudden he can go out there and play him 45 minutes and he scores 50 points. Like it just doesn't happen that way.
1: No, it doesn't. You can kind of see like in the beginning of the game, they're trying to get them into the game. Uh, Shamit, that is because he did start. So you're trying to feed him, trying to get somebody hot because you know, like DeAndre can do only so much. The thing is the way this offense is right now. And I know they missed everything. A lot of their scoring. It's like, Hey, they got four points. They were at four, nothing. And then all of a sudden it was like, it was 15 to four. It's because they just, when they miss, there's no second chance opportunities when they miss. It seems like the Knicks already had two shot attempts within like their one possession that the Suns have. I know that doesn't make any sense, but they're just so slow right now, especially with Mm -hmm. Chris Paul kind of leading them. Um, so there's a lot of different directions you can go with this. Um, It's just trying to find the one to get you one win. That's the thing. It's like everything else must go until you win one game. It's everyone's trying to find a way to win this, win any of these games as fans on Twitter. They're trying to find something, a solution, but there's really nothing right now unless they just get hot from three, unless they can just get those second chance points and play some defense and, you know, stop runs, not stop having to call a timeout when you're down 15 to four in the first quarter, like every fucking game. So that's, what's killing us. But until that happens, man, we're going to be blown out and we're going to be losing a lot of these games.
0: Well, here's one direction we can perhaps try. So when you talk about the point God and you, and you take a look, at his first half, Chris Paul played 15 minutes in the first half. He was 0-4 from the field. He had zero points and one total assist. He also had one steal. Matthew, I'll ask you this: At what point do we start Cameron Payne instead?
1: Right now, right, right now. now. Yeah, you I'm have with to. Ya. And if you just want you want Chris Paul to start the game, and then like a tip, you get the tip ball, and if Aiden controls it, then call a timeout and then sub <laughs> sub Cameron back Payne. In that's all you can do because right now the offense is just kind of slow. And I know like we missed everything tonight, but the pace is just so much better with Cameron Payne. Cameron Payne can go in there and miss three, three straight shots, three straight layups, but there's going to be more attempts within five minutes than what Chris Paul can give you. Cause then Chris Paul just defers other guys. And it's like, okay, uh, Mikhail, Okay. Aiden, try to get a bucket. No, like you, they, you can't run the offense for them right now. You just can't do it. It's not working. Cameron Payne looks like he, especially tonight, it looked like he wants to step up and be that guy. I think it's a tough decision, but there was a poll today on Twitter. Someone asked, who would you rather have, Chris Paul or Russell Westbrook? Wow. Like, wouldn't you think it would be Chris Paul? Yeah, no, because think. now people are saying Westbrook because he's accepting the backup role. Mm-hmm. That's something I think Chris Paul has to do for now. And so we can get Booker back or something. But Cameron Payne has to be the guy. I mean, it was two playoffs ago where we kind of wanted him to be in a way just because the offense wasn't as as fluent and there wasn't really the whole lot of pace there right now, Cameron Payne can give you that. So let's see how that works. Nothing against Chris Paul, but we do need to change their starting point guard.
0: Well, Cameron Payne obviously is this is his first game back after missing nine games with a foot (laughs) injury. So uh, while I agree that this team probably should at some point experiment and say, Hey, listen, CP three, like, You know, we you have to buy in to the fact that we're gonna need you for a deep playoff run and we need you as healthy as possible. And starting isn't always necessarily what we need. We need less minutes from you, essentially. And Monty can approach that two different ways. He can approach it the the spine way, the you know, the the I have I have Cajones way and go to Chris Paul and be like, hey, you're on the bench now. Okay, we're gonna have you start to run some sets with the second team unit, but Cameron Payne with the explosiveness that he brings, with the pace that he brings. And we saw this plenty earlier this year Suns fans, so don't act like I'm talking out you know one side of my mouth. This team was the first overall seed when Cam- when Chris Paul was injured and Cameron Payne was running point. And we were all kind of wondering it back then. It's like, you know what? Maybe it's just okay to start, you know Chris Paul's 38 years old. Yeah. You know, he, the the pace of play that he plays with is something that is one it's been hard to watch for a couple of seasons. Uh, But it's been effective, but it's not even as effective anymore. Now, granted, as I mentioned, he had zero points and he had one assist at halftime. He ends the game with a total of 11 points and two assists. Uh, So he really, you know, four of 11 from the field. It's I'm not going to sit there and say Cameron Payne needs to start based on the merit of this game. This is a dog shit game for anybody. You don't make any decisions with this game. We've talked about in the past, like literally like, you know, taking a game, taking a game and rolling up into a ball and throwing a trash can like that is this game. But I agree with you that Cameron Payne, at some point, I highly recommend the Phoenix Suns exploring, just trying to allow him some opportunity to start and to run the pace of play for this game and for this team.
1: Yeah, it would be the best decision for the team. And it's not like he's going to come out next game if we do start Cameron Payne and we're going to win the game, but it gets us a better opportunity. We're not going to be in these big holes in the first quarter. That's what's killing us. It's just the holes we get it's in. Like holes, man. It, I mean, if they're trying to find someone that's hot and it's not working, that's fine. If you're going to miss like three out of what was it what was like three out of ten shots or something to start the game Or you went three for ten or three for twelve whatever to start what the, the, game? the
0: sun the suns were two or yeah, twelve to start two the and game and, it, and eight was like two or four you know yeah so, I and mean, you the rest can't of the blame it was, on chris paul but
1: no. but you're gonna get more attempts you're gonna get guys in better rhythm if you're running the through chris or through cameron Payne because he just he's hitting people on
0: stride he saw them in the third quarter it looked pretty good well to that point with cameron Payne. <laughs> It comes to pain. Does Cameron Payne? Oh, there it is. There's his little thing. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Cameron Payne in this game again. First game back. Plays a total of 18 minutes. Has eight points. Has seven assists. Three seven from the field. Although I liked his shot selection, and you'll hear me probably say that multiple times on this podcast. Like I liked a lot of the Suns' sh- uh, shot selection. They just simply weren't falling. Um, but Cameron Payne was, he was a plus 19 in this game. <laughs> you know, everybody else, like uh, Chris Paul was a team low negative 38 in this game. Cameron Payne Holy was Holy shit. Isn't that insane? <laughs> yeah. Oh, With my god. 38. Like, again, wow. I'm not huge on plus minus, but like negative 38 is kind of saying something right that there. That stuck no out. Doubt. You
1: need yeah. to lose the game by 38. Like, yeah. you know? oh, my God.
0: And campaign Payne was a plus 19, you know, so. Yeah. You know, again, I think that performances like this, seeing him play with that pace of play, especially coming off an injury, like he's only going to get stronger. We got to wait five games. We got to wait. You know, I always say it takes about five games for a player who's been injured, him, Landry Shamit as well, to really start to get their stride and have consistent play. He's going to be sporadic. I understand that. But he, he's garnered some uh, some starting minutes, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I
1: kind of feel like the way he was playing tonight in the second half, he was kind of showing off being like, okay, this is how it can look because he was slinging the ball around really quick, but he was pushing the pace so where he was throwing up to Ish Smith or Lee in the corner from half court, like beyond half court, to just really get a shot off. It's like, that's what I'm saying, the more attempts. You're starting out 2 or 12. I know you already said it. I think 3 or 12, whatever. You're starting out, but you're going to have more attempts. You're going to get guys in rhythm because you're going to keep pushing the pace You're not going to be like, okay, Shamit missed two in a row. He's not going to see the ball again for a while. You know what I mean? You got to move around, do some screens. No, but with Payne, even after a make, you can push the pace. But it seemed like tonight, man, I think he kind of knows, like, this might be my time to step up and just show Monty, like, we can score some points quick. We're not going to be down by 10 or 12 points in the first quarter if you just have me running point. And I'm I'm saying this now, but if Payne does start, seriously, it doesn't mean that we're going to – not be down by 12 points in the first quarter to a good team. I'm just saying it. He gives us a better opportunity for sure.
0: And that's where I agree with you. Again, like Chris Paul can play the crunch time minutes at the end of the game. But the thing that as you mentioned, the thing that is killing the Phoenix Suns right now are those first quarters. And if Cameron Payne can run some pace and give us some better opportunities and some better looks, then this team can maybe not be down so much. I mean, what did you tweet out? Like the Suns are down by twenty for the fifteenth time in a row this season, or something? Yeah, they know? were down
1: like, by fifteen, the fifteen or four. It's always like twelve to four or fifteen to four in the first for the twentieth straight game. Yeah, Sorry. it's what, oh, it's, it's, what
0: it, it's what it feels like, you know. So again, like the Suns' shot selection was it was fine today. They just weren't knocking them down. But there's been other situations in which it isn't fine. And then again, you have the you have one team that's coming out sprinting. And they're, they're focused and they have the energy. And then you have like Chris Paul and the sons who are like rolling the ball up the court, <laughs> yeah. barely getting it across the half court line, 84 out there. Yeah. You know, weird. he, and, and then he'll sit there and he'll waste 15 seconds of a possession and then it's a one and done. And then they run it down our throats again. And then it's the same, it's just like, yep, it, it just doesn't make sense. And, you know, I, I've always talked in the past about imposing your will as a basketball team. If you're a quality basketball team, you know how to impose your will. And the Phoenix Suns think that by slowing the game down and paying with that playing with that pace with Chris Paul, that it's their version of imposing their will. But all it does is it lulls their own team to sleep on both ends. Like DeAndre, he like it's it's halfway through the first quarter and he's sitting there just like rubbing sleep out of his eyes. <laughs> yeah, like, oh yeah. shit. Like Yeah, you gotta get
1: him going, dude. I feel like that's something Payne can do. And like and when Shaman misses, it's like shit. Like it's like, well, that's it we'll see you in, in another half hour till we get another attempt it's like please make it oh you missed it damn I'm gonna go I'm gonna go make a sandwich or something by the time we get another possession dude
0: how many sandwiches do you make are you a big sandwich maker I'm not but I did have one
1: today I don't eat i don't have any bread or anything like that ever at my house my apartment so mm. if someone has some sandwich making tools i'll I'll make a sandwich at someone else's house Well,
0: tools you need like bread and cheese and meat and I had a hot dog. I had, I had multiple hot dogs today for lunch, and they were delicious. <laughs> oh, and no, we're not
1: going to have that talk. where we so boring. No, no, we no, 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 no. This hot but dog I, sandwich?
0: <laughs> we're not going to go into the whole, yeah, the whole debate, if you will. Now, Jamsters, I know you want to know this. Somebody's wife is watching the podcast, and they think Matthew looks like somebody. And we're going to talk about who that somebody is after this word from DraftKings. You looking to make some cold, hard cash? visit the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pre-game money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings' stepped-up same-game parlays. Who doesn't love a good same-game parlay? Download the app now, sign up with code TBPN, place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN, only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Win enough money, and who knows, Jamsters, maybe we can buy the franchise from Robert Sarver. So New Hope Manny in the chat says, (laughs) My wife says, listen, it looks like vanilla ice, LOL. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I've never heard that before. that's <laughs> just on the comments, Fred Durst. So I just look like white trash, I guess. I guess I am white trash. I don't know. <laughs> Vanilla Ice isn't bad, though. I'm, I'll take that one. He was a pop star, so.
0: Yeah. He's now he's in Adam Sandler movies. That's all he
1: does. he's always in Adam Sandler movies.
0: Oh man. Black Sunday in the super chat. Thank you ever so much. Yeah for donating five Thank bucks you. to the podcast. We really appreciate it. I'll tell you what, jamsters, it ain't easy coming on after these kind of losses, <laughs> but we do it because we love to talk to sons and we love hanging out with you guys. So we appreciate the five dollars in the super chat from Black Sunday. He says, Why when pain and sham come back? Dwayne Washington Jr. rots on the bench until the fourth when we're down 25.
1: Oh, dude.
0: Now here's something interesting about this. I love that Black Sunday brings this up. So, first off, I'm gonna get Dwayne Washington Jr. his love. I'm gonna give him a little bit of a shout-out. I'm not the one who just got butt-fucked on national TV, Dwayne. Washington. But with Dwayne Washington, here's what's funny about the Suns. Here's how here, here's how dire the Suns are right now. When we watch the first half, and this team's getting boat raced by the New York fucking Knicks, Suns, rightfully so, are asking, where are our two-way players? Because both Ish Wainwright and Dwayne Washington Jr., I don't know about you, Matthew, but at halftime, I'm like, where are these guys? Dwayne Washington Jr. is an instant bucket, and and uh, Ish Wainwright provides the physicality that we need to stop somebody like Julius Randle.
1: Yeah, I thought this was gonna come up and I knew it would because I was looking at the bench and I saw him I'm like, dude, why is he not in here trying to get hot already? I knew the jamsters are gonna bring it up because it's a thing where you know, if you lose this game by 20 points and you're already being blown out in the first half, you need someone to get hot. They were trying to do it with Shamut or whoever was out there, Lee too. But what Washington's proved so much this year to where he can be that guy right away. I don't know why you wait. I don't know what the what the thing is with these minutes, maybe monty the best thing i can say is maybe he just forgets maybe he forgets that washington jr is there on the on the bench and he's like oh shit you know what i did forget about you let me see if this works because he comes in he doesn't give a fuck like he'll just jack it up and that's what we needed we just needed some guys to get off from three because nothing else was working nothing in the Mm -hmm. paint or one bucket in the paint i feel like so he would have been perfect and ish these are guys that want to fucking win i said last pod him and ish like they're trying to make plays out there they're trying to do something And I just think that you got to get him more minutes, especially to start the game off.
0: Well, and again, like I understand that Monty Williams goes, okay, I've got Landry Shamit starting at the two guard position in this game. This is an opportunity for him to play some minutes and start that process, that five game process, as I mentioned before, on getting his legs underneath him, on getting back to true NBA conditioning, which will allow for consistency. And I understand the same thing with Cameron Payne. You know, Sh- Shannon plays 25 minutes, six points, two of nine from the field. Cameron Payne, as we mentioned before, 18 minutes, eight points, three of seven from the field, but also had the seven assists. But that being said, I feel like. In some, there has to be some sense of urgency with Monty Williams in a game to say, "Hey, we're down. We're down 15 points right now. We're down." And then, boom! Somebody hits a three. Okay, we're down 18 points for a five-minute stretch. I'm gonna bring in some. I'm gonna bring in Dwayne Washington Jr., who I know is a walking bucket. Now, granted, Dwayne ends up getting uh, 12 total minutes. He goes four nine from the field and scores 10 points and gets three rebounds and an assist in those 12 minutes. You know, I mean, he's, he's an instant bucket and Monty's like, no, 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 dude. We got to be down 40 or at least 32 for you to come in the game. And again, it's just like, that's where I have frustrations relative to some of Monty's coaching decisions. As you said, like, you know, you've heard the, the story about like the the finger in the dike, right? Where you have a, you have a dike and you put a finger in it to stop it from leaking and then it pops. I know it sounds highly inappropriate, but it does these days, but. Essentially, what it is is like you're trying to stop uh, a dike from breaking, and, the, and so you put your fingers in all the different holes to try to stop it. But it's just like there's like six holes over here, and he's like, No, 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 I'm just gonna let that part break. It's a dyke.
1: I'm... Do you mean a dam?
0: It's the same thing. A dike is oh. in Amsterdam.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: oh, you're so in it. This is
1: just as old as uh, Chris Paul offense
0: right now. <laughs> what <we're> talking about. <laughs> Melissa's with you. She's like, I was so confused. And Nikota kids like, oh nasty! You guys know finger in the dike thing. I God. definitely heard that ever. Finger in the damn. There bro. you go. Finger in the dam. Okay. <laughs> but again, like, there's so many things that are kind of going wrong all at once, and then Monty Williams just just isn't. He's like, he's like, I'm just gonna sit and watch it burn, baby. Exactly.
1: Do you think he does? Because I feel like when they're up, when the Knicks are up to 12 to four, maybe he called timeout then, not wait till it's 15 to four it just seems like everything's just like taking too long. Like he doesn't realize what's really happening till a second or even a minute too late. He's just too busy. Just like
0: having that look of bewilderment.
1: Yeah. He always, yeah. Him and DA make the weirdest faces when they're just like, Oh, they always are
0: there. I <laughs> <laughs> Uh But yeah, I think that it's, it's definitely worth, exploring you know much akin to Cameron Payne starting and again like it's sad that we're at this point right now but as you mentioned earlier Matthew like you're going to start exploring all these different options when you consistently are losing the way that you're losing to such bad teams you're going to you're going to try to say okay what what would I do you know as an as an uneducated (laughs) basketball savant who just likes to watch and bitch from his couch you know, while I'm slamming hot dogs on a Monday afternoon. <laughs> yeah, but
1: Dwayne, he is a fan favorite. I think a lot of people will ask over Twitter, like, who would you rather have a start, him or Shamit? I mean, it's Shamit's nice, but, like, Dwayne's a guy you can just count on to do multiple things. He's not going to really st- – he can't stop Brunson or, like, put a stop on him at all, but he can at least try, and he fucking tries really hard out there, and that's what I – I just want to see someone try out there in these games.
0: Well, that's the challenge. It's like you, you feel like – uh, You feel like the effort's not there And it's just mm-hmm. It's it's really frustrating So uh, if you go to Writingexplained.org It says finger in the dike meaning Definition to try to stop an approaching problem Or to try to stop a small problem From becoming a large problem Exactly what I was talking about Boom chakalaka I feel happy with myself Watch I can't wait to just read some Twitter comments later, you know, because <laughs> thing of the dike. These are, these new graphics are awesome, by the way. Uh, well, thank you, dude. Uh I
2: knew you.
1: I knew you would like these ones because they're nice and clean. And I like you know, me, you like yeah. it.
0: I like edges. Uh, I was
1: getting you know. too crazy, like weird. I'm like, let's just make it simple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I believe when it comes to graphic design, I believe in kiss, keep it simple, stupid. Uh, but DeAndre, I can't wait to read Twitter later today, you know, cause it'll happen. It's, it's three fifty six Arizona time. We'll finish the podcast. We'll post it on the audio feed. You know, we'll go about with our days. I'll go I'll take the dogs for a walk and then I'll come back later. And I'll be sitting around and then I'll pop on Twitter. And then like, you'll see this whole mob of people who've got like pitchforks and flames who are just going to like bl- somehow, some way blame this loss on Deandre Ayton. And I'll say a lot of things, man, this game sucked ass. And you look at Deandre Ayton, right? 12 points, had five rebounds. He was six of 13 from the field. Uh, There's, there's no way, shape or form. You can, you pin this one on DA is there.
1: No, I mean, it's a team loss, but he's part of the team. Um, Things I always talk about where the last few pods, where I just want him to step up and win a game for us. I want to see what that looks like. I mean, I've been saying that for forever. He doesn't play as hard unless, you know, he has people surrounding him or teams surrounding him um, that, you know, make an effort to, and, he wasn't tonight. I think it was nicer to see Jock out there, even when Jock and Sarich were out there. Because mm-hmm. you know you were gonna get some guys that are gonna like try to fuck shit up. The You're great, not get that
0: the great white front court. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great <laughs> nickname. So bad too. That, together.
1: Yeah, it's not that pretty, but it's like I don't care. I want something to happen. I'm not blaming this on Aiden. I just I don't know, man, it looks so good in the first quarter. I thought he started off the game pretty good. He was two for three. He was the only one. He was the only one. Exactly. And I don't know where to go with this. I just, I hate that. I still fucking like, just, I, I lay there at night or even in this morning. I have so much hate for this guy when it comes to on the court advantages that he has. I'm just like, I hate that he doesn't even get a board like in the first quarter, first half, things like that. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't fucking know what to do. I don't know because I just want him to be awesome, and I well, just want I do him to too. win this
0: game. I do too, and I'll, I'll I'll tell you this. You know, obviously, I wrote a piece for Bright Side of the Sun uh, this week talking about how the opportunity lies before DeAndre Ayton and Monty Williams with Devin Booker out for the next four weeks to just change the way that we operate right? To feed DA. Like this is the, this is your chance. This is your chance to go for four weeks. We're going to run everything through DA and, and he should, it should be on the board. When you walk in the locker room, DA shoots the ball 25 times this game. That's what they should do for four weeks. So when Booker comes back, you've now added that wrinkle to your offense, right? So I wrote this whole piece. And then this morning, you know, every week I put out a piece on yeah. brightsideofthesun.com of the sun.com called center of the sun. Where essentially what I do is every week, Every Monday it comes out. It's it's a recap of the previous week. Hey, you know, here's who we played. Uh, here's some highlights. Here's some quotes. Here's some statistics. Uh, and I let off the whole thing talking about, you know, DeAndre Ayton and going, hey, listen, I put out this piece talking about what needs to happen. Will it happen? And I go, no, it won't happen. It's just not in it's not in D.A.'s DNA. Uh, it's not in, Mo- in Coach Monty. You know, M- Monty's got a grudge against him or something. Uh, but maybe he knows something that we don't or something that we have observed over the past five seasons is that DA just doesn't have that motor. He doesn't have that gene. He doesn't have that Booker and Chris Paul killer gene. Give me the ball at the end of the game, fucking gene. Like DA just doesn't have it. And that's okay. That's who he is. Do we want to be that? No, but is that who he is? Yes. Okay. Now, that being said, you know, even in a game like this, like I can't fault DA. The team was just missing everything. Okay, you knew coming into this game that they were. This is a team that's more physical. They have Mitchell Robinson and Julius Randall on the interior. We have DeAndre and Torrey Craig. Guess what? Advantage to them. They're a team that rebounds better than we do. Were they a team that attacks the uh, the glass better than we do? They're a team that attacks the rim better than we do. They get to the line fifth most in the NBA. The Suns allow like the third most or the second most free throw attempts in the NBA. So it's like all these things when you talk about the interior. This is a game where if you look at it on paper, you go, This is just not a DA game. And he still, in my opinion, came out and gave the effort and was trying his best to try to carry this team as much as he could, knowing that he couldn't box anybody out and uh and that they wouldn't they weren't gonna feed him necessarily as much as they should. But he was trying to set the tone early, but no one would get on his back and no one could shoot their way to help him to allow him to be more effective throughout the game. Because once you get down eighteen, your whole your your whole game plan goes out the window. You're not you're not shooting the ball from the interior consistently you're chucking threes
1: yeah and i i think that when you're watching him you know after the first quarter where you're just kind of like he needs that leader he needs someone to push him you just always need that so you don't expect it because you don't expect him to come in and make a difference because that is not who he is and i don't i don't even know how many times we have to watch the pregame show or whatever where tom and tom still say the same shit after five years it's like we've seen it in you da come on you can do it and tom tom Chandler's like yeah i want to see him do that spin move and a dunk it's like he doesn't do that shit he's not that guy and it's so irritating to watch because even on a box house and stuff dude i'm telling you man i know um what's his name who's he guarding mitchell yeah. yeah mitchell's maybe a couple inches taller longer but dude the effort that da puts in trying to box him out i'm sorry i just i i know it's not his fault we lost this game but I'm just sick of seeing this shit, dude. I was even thinking that today, I was thinking, I'm like, Jalen Smith, why do we give up on him when we try to, I mean, I know no one wants DA. The league doesn't want DA, but we're stuck with them. But like a guy like Jalen Smith, we want to take the time to develop him, but we had to develop DA because I just feel like Jalen Smith picked up on stuff way quicker than he's doing right now. And I know Aiden's a better player overall, but just picking up on stuff and consistently just doing it game to game. Jalen Smith was that guy, I feel like, but I don't know.
0: Okay. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't disagree with you. I, I don't disagree. I just don't think that I can use this game and my argument, no, my continual argument, yeah. as to why Da just doesn't have it in him. Uh, I do like something that the Aussies Suns fan podcast uh, quoted. He said, "My favorite tweet today: Aiton has to go. Robinson is out there demolishing us." Aiton was on the bench at the time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends when he read when you read read the tweet. Right? <laughs> it depends when he read it.
0: Well, I mean, you look at what Mitchell Robinson ended up doing tonight. uh, And and we knew this coming in, we knew that he was going to be a handful as he has been in the past. He was only five of seven from the field, you know, but he had the 10 points, he had the 10 rebounds. And then Julius Randle, man, 28 points, 16 rebounds. Uh, Jalen Brunson, 24 points, and he had six assists. So combined, they had 52 points. The Phoenix Suns starters, I think, ended with 41 or 43. Their entire starters. And there it goes. I mean, th- that's the challenge. You know, we, we don't talk enough about it sometimes, and you know, we'll, we'll talk about it uh, once again. The award. Four of 11 in this game from Mikhail Bridges. He had 10 points. Uh, two of five from beyond the arc. Four assists. Four rebounds. Uh, eight of those points came in the the first half, eight of his 10, you know, like (laughs) I'm the warden, right? I'm honestly thinking about doing this, Matthew. Tell me what you think. Jamsters, if you're watching along live and you're, you're hanging out in the chat, maybe you can tell me if I'm crazy for suggesting this, but you know, it's, it's a, it's a beautiful drop that we have. Mikhail bridges, you know, the warden, you know, a little, little Merle Haggard. Would you ever consider changing his nickname to the magician or Houdini or like Chris Angel, because Mikhail Bridges just disappears. sometimes. Chris Angel.
1: <laughs> yeah. I would say right now do it like Cameron Payne starting now do it. Yeah. Um, the warden is not, that's why it's so weird to have it. The warden, Mikhail Bridges. It's like, he hasn't been this year. I mean, he hasn't because of the injuries. He's had to pick up other things on the court offensively. I think it just takes too much away from his defensive game because you don't notice him. He just looks so small out there compared to everybody. So I don't know what he's been doing, man.
0: I agree with you. I'm I'm thinking of doing it. You know, I, I think we're going to start a trend here on the Suns Jam Session and call him like the magician or something, you know? And everyone's like, what? Why? It's like, because the motherfucker disappears, dude. <laughs> like, you know, like, uh, uh, may, ooh, maybe, have you ever seen The Prestige? Yeah. Okay, the Christopher Nolan movie, right? With yeah. uh. Yep. Uh, Hugh Jackman and uh, who's the other magician in it? Hugh Jackman and um, it was uh, it was uh it wasn't oh it's was Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Yeah, we should call him the Prestige because that's the one. The whole the whole trick is he he he's the Vanishing Man, right? At the end of the the whole trick. Yeah, that's that's a great. I, I might look into that because it just it happens too consistently. And Mikhail Bridges, we we've talked about this. Uh, I know Dave King and I were texting about it last night. Like, cause again, I submitted my piece last night, and obviously I was kind of trashing DA in it a little bit. And he's just like, dude, it just makes me so mad that you know everyone trashes DA and no one trashes Mikhail. I'm like, you're not wrong, dude. Like Mikhail <sighs> yeah, Bridges. But
1: come on, dude.
2: Oh uh, there is well, a my, re- <laughs> my whole ahead. my whole
0: argument with Dave is price for value paid. Right? The guy gets paid like what 21 million a year. He's not a max player. So we're actually, it's almost a bargain with Mikhail Bridges relative to what you're paying him. You know, for a fourth best option, fourth best option, right? You're paying him fourth best option money. He's paid the fourth highest on the team, and he's your fourth best player. He's technically your third because Chris Paul's just done. But I mean, you know, Ozzy, you're right. Ozzy's, you know, Gavin, you're right. Uh, We have to remove the expectation that Mikhail is an offensive weapon. You know, which is unfortunate because you that's the the one thing you need from this team. You know, the one thing, one of many things you need for this team is you need a wing scorer who can consistently put up like 20 points at least. Look at all the successful teams in the NBA right now, okay? Let's just go ahead and take a look at some NBA standings. You go to the Denver Nuggets, okay? They've got, obviously, Nikola Jokic. They got Jamal Murray. You got MPJ. Uh, MPJ had a shit game against us, but he's scoring like 18 a game. The Memphis Grizzlies, they got wing scores. The New Orleans Pelicans, all they are are wing scores. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks, they've got wing scores. The Clippers, wing scores. The team that sits above us in the the standings, Matthew, the Sacramento Kings. I don't know if they have wing scores. <laughs>
1: you know, um, Mikkel he's he's a he's a filler though. He's not going to be. He's always a guy. Even at the last two seasons, he would always end the games with those steals and dunks. You know, get the crowd into so the last five minutes. He would show up. He's just like the filler. He's a finisher. He's that guy to just fill the holes and then finish out the game for you. So this is a lot to ask. Even Cameron Johnson was talking about it before the game where he w- he did say, of course, he's like, McHale has to step, he's stepping up, but there's just so much for him to actually have to fill. It's just basically too much for him. And I think that's true. Um, and there was like a redraft. These guys were doing this redraft. I forget where it was from, but it was like, they drafted McHale for the 2018. They drafted McHale five. They drafted DA six so we're saying that Mikhail's more of a known presence than DA right now. That's why we get pissed off about DA. Because if you do a redraft, he's not going to go to five or six. Because you have SGA in there. You have Trey Young. You know what I mean? So you, that's lose, a fr- yeah. it, you have two guys that we could have gotten that draft. That's what's the frustrating part over Aiden that, that are going ahead now in the redrafts. So that's that's why people get frustrated. Because Mikhail, who gives a fuck like where he's at? Like He's a filler. He's a finisher guy. But... That's why we get frustrated with DA. So
0: well, we get frustrated with Mikhail right now because without Devin Booker, there should be you hope that a guy who is getting paid the fourth most on your team is providing some consistent semblance of offensive production. He just doesn't do that. I think that's where that's where oh, my frustration no. comes from. That's yeah. where my frustration comes from. So uh Subreddit so stakeout, you think it's that time?
2: Were you, ha- Oops, were you, yeah. were you hanging was. out? <laughs>
0: yeah. Were you hanging out in New York with so Says Jay? Oh, yeah, yeah the sun's jam session subreddit stakeout all right jamsters you know the drill we hang out on the subreddit of the opposing team we like to hear what their fans think of their team and of our team so matthew happy new year you were hanging out in new york with so says jay on this on the subreddit stakeout yeah what'd they say it's loud right. down here. We were eating pizza.
1: Yeah. There's a mm. taxi cab just ran over. So says Jay. So. Oh, no. <laughs> Forget about it. They're saying uh, first quarter Randall. You know, I miss first quarter book. I miss missed that so much. I know. <laughs> you know? It's, I guess they have a nickname for him too. You know, he's Mr. Well, first he's and MVP to that point, there.
0: if you remember, he only scored nine points against the Phoenix Suns the first time we played them. He scored nine or eleven points in the first yeah. quarter this time. Son yeah. of a bitch!
1: Son of a bitch! And the burner is back. Uh, Jalen Brunson, the Brunson burner, uh. came back for this game, and he was unstoppable. This guy was. He was. It's kind of quiet, but. At times when you need to stop, he's going to make the pass. He's going to make the driving layup, get to the free throw line. He is unstoppable. He's a guy that the Mavericks should probably still have on their team.
0: Yeah. Um laugh my ass. Next, he fits great next to Luca. Yeah, it's t- <laughs> exactly what they're missing.
1: Sure, uh, laugh my ass off. Uh, did Bridges really just talk shit to the bench after hitting that? So the corner three in the second is one I think three. We're down, yeah. we're down by like thirty, and he points. He does that pointing thing. So should we still allow that? Is that just as bad as you dancing before the game starts on the court with Da? Like, it's just kind of weird, right? You haven't won anything and you're down by 30.
0: Uh, yeah. I agree. Uh,
1: Suns look like they just want to fast forward for two hours. Totally true. Act guys go to FanDuel right now and bet. Oh, sorry. DraftKings, but this guy said FanDuel, Uh, (laughs) bet the Knicks blowing the lead. Uh, You will not be disappointed. Happy new year. So the Suns had chances. I felt like, and again, they really get back into it just never happened obviously and I, then, uh, I didn't feel I didn't feel they had really anything. I just I thought they were gonna they, if they put some effort I think they could have went back into it because the Knicks blow leads and it would have been I don't know man who gives a fuck now I guess yeah. uh, Mikhail should have been a Nick. so I guess the Knicks are big fans of Mikhail hmm. and that's as long as I stayed in there I was like alright I'm done they're like get out of here you get out of here
0: bring your son of a bitch the Sun's Jam Session subreddit stakeout glad you survived matthew you know i mean i've I've been to new york uh i've been to madison square garden i got to see the harlem Globetrotters play there so i didn't get to see a knicks game but uh brutal people man they can be really honest so uh, i'm glad i'm glad you survived and i'm glad that you could stick around and watch us hand out some hardware jam star of the game Remind our gemsters to uh, subscribe, rate, and review. And if you're watching along live, who's
2: who's your star?
0: Matthew, who goes first this time? You. Ah, oh, shit! I have to pick somebody. I um, um... Anybody...
1: who has the most points? <laughs> da
0: with twelve. Da twelve. <laughs> 12. Bridges 12 had ten. Points. Dwayne Washington Jr. had ten. Damian Lee had ten. Who uh, are you? Ish and Cameron Payne had eight. Oh man. Yeah, let's see. I'll give it to So says Jay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> he gets my jam star for uh I don't know if you saw his seats, man, but he was sitting like three rows deep on the baseline. Man, he had some nice seats. He was right next to Sun's bench. Probably had a blast of that game. Just the experience was probably awesome. The game itself sucked. You know, I like again. I, yeah. I've been to that one. I've been to TD Garden. I've been to where the Kings play. Uh and obviously where the Suns play. Those are the four stadiums I've been to um and whenever you walk into like an opposing arena it's just it feels really cool it's a cool feeling because you're so used to seeing the sun's arena and so just feeling that especially uh, the mecca of basketball uh so says jay you're my jam star
1: yeah was he by himself he didn't go with
0: his family no to new york i think he's on work or something i don't know what he's doing okay yeah, it makes kids sense. If home. you go to
1: Boston and then you go to New York, probably work. Yeah. Um, if you guys care, I'm going to give it to Dwayne Washington. Uh, he came in and then gave us a little spark. And then maybe it's a little bit of Cameron Payne just because it's good to see him back running that offense. He looked pretty good. There you go.
0: There you How go, champsters. <laughs> 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 well, up next for the Phoenix Suns, uh, they're going to the land. They're going to the Believe Land. They're going to Cleveland, ladies and gentlemen. And <clears throat> a couple things. One, they will be wearing their City Edition jerseys. We actually play Cleveland twice in the next three games. We play Cleveland, we come home, we play Miami, then we play Cleveland again. The Suns will be winning the City the city Edition jerseys in both Cleveland games. Do you feel that the Cleveland fans are going to feel gypped because that's the only version of the Suns they get to see this year?
1: I guess so. Um, I feel gypped because I just don't like any of these uniforms right now.
0: <laughs> I hate all
1: of them. We're gonna look back on the season, and be like, yes, the sunbursts were nice. We're like, God, the dude, sunbursts were really nice. This was rough. This was just a rough year with uniforms. I feel like it's just really
0: well. Tell me, t- tell me what you think of this this game.
1: Oh, it's gonna be interesting, right? Um, it nope. depends who played. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we hope. The reason I'm saying that is I hope someone's out because right now Donovan Mitchell's on an MVP tear. In a way, no one wants to hear that. But come on, this team—they were good, but now they're like. They're 4C right now in the in the East. Um, they're a team that, you know, shoots, rebounds, plays defense. They do all of it. So it's going to be very painful to watch. Uh, he's mm-hmm. averaging mm-hmm. 28 points per game right now. Yep. Um, you have um, Biggs down there. Mobley was day-to-day, so I don't know if he's going to play. But if that's the case, if you have Mobley and then um, you Jared have – Jared Allen. Jared Allen. Woo! I think, oh, my, watch, we end up winning it. <laughs> We're going to get some kind of crazy DA game. But right now, it's not. It's going to be painful to watch.
0: Well, you know, Low Sun says in the chat, he goes, another big team. That's correct. Mm-hmm. The Cleveland Cavaliers have the best defensive rating in the NBA, and they allow the fewest points in the NBA. You're going against a team that literally just shot, what, 27% from beyond the arc and 39.1% from the field. Uh, a team that doesn't know how to open games right now, that shot 22.7% from the field in the first quarter, and you're going to be going against uh, a team that is defensively inclined. They got the hustle, right? Donovan Mitchell, he has the hustle right now. He's got a reason to hustle, uh, and, he, and that's what we're seeing from him. So this is going to be a challenging game for this for this Phoenix Suns team. Uh, it's a 4 p.m. start. Is that right, Matthew? Four yeah. or five.
1: Four o'clock. Well, it says seven o'clock Eastern. So, so that's so that's five yeah. o'clock our
0: time. Is it two hours ahead? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Five o'clock, yeah. my bad. Yeah, so five o'clock our time. Okay. You know, so at least we get it out of the way again, you know. <laughs> I don't see us winning this game, do you? No, no, not at all. Well, that's nice. So we got that going for us, which is nice. So uh jamsters, a reminder again. Thank you. Thank you for hanging out with us. Hit that thumbs up button if you're watching on YouTube. Uh go to Apple Podcast, leave us a five star review. Uh, we did get a couple of those and I wanted to recognize those today. So the first one is from Abev says, fun post-game podcast. Love the show, guys. I watch it on YouTube, but thought you deserved another review. Thanks for the fun content. You make the losses a little more tolerable. <laughs> we, we were having plenty of those this year. So thanks ABEV and thanks for watching on YouTube. And then taking the time to go to Apple Podcast simply to write a review. Uh, and then the other one is from Levictus069 and the title of this one's cause is because John drank water. Cause <laughs> there was the one pod where I'm like, I'm just drinking water. Uh, he says, I'm just here for the Lysiasms. Uh, been listening to almost every episode for the last two years. You guys have helped me through some dark times with a laughter and a sense of community. Keep doing what y'all doing, no matter what Dave King says about you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's but, nice. I will Lysi-isms, say this. I haven't
1: heard that in a while.
0: Yeah. Lysi I'll say this. Is that the, is, is, is a 5.0 showing up to get Lissy? No one probably heard that. Um, only I can hear because I have headphones on. Every podcast, every podcast has a John Voida. Only one has Matthew Lissy and has Lissyisms. So. Thank you for that, Matthew Lissy, and and thank you again to the Levictus zero six. Who, who else has a John Voight? What are you talking about? Everybody has a John Voight. Well, it's
1: always like you have like um you have like uh, you're like the Ryan Rosello, and I'm like the um what's the name cousin or nephew Kyle or nephew something. You know what Kyle. I mean? They, they always have you always have to have the other dude that's not like the other. So it's yeah, the well, same as every podcast.
0: But everyone has a John Voight. Own, there's only one Matthew Lissy. So on that note, Jamsters, we appreciate your time. We appreciate your effort. We appreciate the fact that it's 418 and we're almost done. And we're, I'm going to go walk yes, the dogs, you know, so let's go have a life uh, outside <laughs> of the Phoenix. Sun. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, make sure you follow the show at suns jam on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. You can find me on Twitter and all of my very frustrated Tweets because I just talk shit all the time at Darth Voida. You can read my writing where I'm also talking shit at brightsideofthesun.com. You can follow Matthew. Matthew, let's see. And on that note, chances, we'll see you on Wednesday about eh, seven o'clock in Arizona time or something like that after another loss. So have a good weekend. Yep. Go home and walk your family, walk them around the block.